Hi, I'm Delene Allen, the networking queen. I love to connect people. There is nothing more wonderful than the human connection. The connection that can lead to incredible things, to love, to business, to make our lives just so much richer, meeting and connecting on a deeper level than, hi, here's my business card but making those human connections that can take you to magical places. Stay tuned for network equals net worth. I wanna hear your stories. I wanna share your stories. Well, good day, it's Delene Allen from Network Equals Net Worth. And I'm thrilled to introduce you to Jay Fisher with Capture It Photography. He's not only a photographer and a designer based in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, he has a lifelong passion for photography that speaks, that inspires, that provokes, that tells a story and really shows off your authentic self. He takes joy in capturing your special moments and pride in presenting you with memories you'll cherish forever. Jay has been fortunate enough to work with many different people from different parts of the arts world. As a former actor and performer, he spent a lot of time on both sides of the camera and uses that insight and experience to make people shine in their photographs. And Jay, any of your headshots that I have seen, they're remarkable. So I know that somewhere, somewhere along the line, somebody sparked an interest. And I'd love you to share a little bit about your parents first, because I think, yeah, amazing story. Sure. Um, uh, so my... Um... My parents uh, grew up um, on basically on the other side of the world uh, in Israel and both independently um, came to Canada when they were in their early 20s uh, and a few years later ended up meeting on a blind date through a mutual friend um, and made that connection. Um, and then, yeah, and then they've, they've been, uh, they've been in, in business for themselves for pretty much my whole life. So I, I grew up with um, a house of entrepreneurs for, for better or for worse. Excellent. So likely an opportunity, number one, to learn those real life skills of what your parents do and how they're doing it, yeah. but also likely the opportunity to be introduced to lots of different people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, just remembering that I, I think um the, the best lesson that I, I got from my father um, being, uh, you know, in business for himself was um, he showed me a quote. Uh, it said, uh, in business, you, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. I love it. Excellent. And so what other tips that you think about it now? Because sometimes we have to go later in life and go back and say, yeah, I did really learn some amazing lessons. So what about one from your mom? Um, is... Uh, I guess the the importance of, of community um, and the importance of you know like you you can like you're doing it for yourself but not by yourself. Excellent, excellent, and community really is magical, isn't it? Mm. So then, um, 
you were an actor and a performer. So tell us about the early stages of life and, and as you pursued careers, how it kind of was that path that obviously for you was not straight, but kind of had some very interesting curves. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I was, when I was younger, I was sure I was going to be a lawyer um, and, uh, and sort of started going along that path. And then when I was a little older, I decided, no, I wanted to be a teacher. Um, and then specifically, I wanted to look at teaching English and music and theater because I'd gotten involved with, um, with the arts, basically in, in, in junior high school. So um, 10 years old, sitting in a classroom, playing an instrument that was slightly bigger than I was. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that, that, that really stuck. And so I continued music in high school and that's where I picked up um, my, my real love of, of theater. Um, and that's also when I started um, to learn some of the technical side of, of theater and, and live events. Uh, so when I, I was saying, like, if I wasn't on the stage, then I was building it or helping light it. Wow. So uh, every aspect of it intrigued you. Yeah, um, which is which is very much a me thing. If, if I'm interested in something, I like to know every last thing about it, um, whether or not I end up doing it or using it. But it, it really helps me sort of make the connection to how everything works and how everything's interrelated. Um, and then, yeah, I went to, from there to university uh, and uh, teaching didn't um, uh, sort of fell by the wayside and decided I was going to be a professional musician and then a professional actor and, uh, and really got, um, after years of that, really got more into the technical side of things and, and found that I really, really loved uh, the production end of, of live events of theater, of dance, of music, and um, yeah, found, found lighting design, um, got, into, got into photography in a little bit more of a serious way, started, uh, started doing production photography for, um, for dance and theater, and it kind of blossomed from there. So it's like, um, you know, everything's kind of interconnected, and I can draw the, the, the path, but it was it was really meeting one community and then from there, you know, meeting another community and getting involved in there and, and, and so on and so on. Yeah. Well, and as you were deciding what you wanted to pursue, as you were building, you know, the business, but the most important part was the connections. And what I love about arts is it is a real community, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Right. That everybody has a different idea. Everybody has that creative, those creative juices flowing. And so sharing must have been so rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it, it is very much a community film. And I've always, I've always really been drawn to community and, you know, more than, more than connections with, with individual people, it's, it's really been connections to communities that have, um, helped me, helped me the most, but, um, you know, not just uh, as far as like business and networking, but just really helped me grow and discover the most um, and and uh, give me the opportunities to thankfully uh, to pursue what I love. Yeah. And so you, you, you chose to open a business and tell us the biggest event, because it's pretty impressive that the, let's say, the clientele that you developed in Ontario before you came to Atlantic Canada. Um, yeah, I mean, I was, uh, I was doing, 
so in, in Ontario, I was doing mostly uh, tech work and uh, and I was, I mean, working everything from, you know, like small meetings and conferences to huge galas to, uh, I mean, events with government and prime ministers and, um, uh, and it was great and, and fantastic and I was doing um, a little bit of uh, headshot and portrait photography. I was doing a lot of production photography, mainly for dance, um, which turns out I absolutely love. Uh, and uh, it was one of those things that I realized in the pandemic that I really, really miss taking dance photos. Um, but um, yeah, then uh, who would have ever thought that the live events industry in Canada's largest city would ever come to a grinding halt? Um, which is exactly what happened uh, and found myself um, after a couple months and, and, you know, everyone realizing that this, this was now a global pandemic and it wasn't going away anytime soon, we had to rethink and refocus uh, and ended up making, a, a, I mean, a big decision. Um, yeah. Uh, and it was, it was funny. It was uh, literally, we were sitting at, uh, at dinner and talking about how we were just like we were we were over it and we, we just we had to find something new and uh, and my partner just pipes up and says uh hey you want me to Nova Scotia uh you know completely kidding and and I just I paused for a second and I looked at her and I said yes let's go is being on social media important for you and your business is being authentic also important for you and your business on social media. Alicia Creative Solutions and Melissa are the people to help make that message cohesive and that gets results. What are results on social media? Not winking in the dark. It's telling your story. It's making sure that your overall social media is working for you with a tight, cohesive, and meaningful message. One of the things that I love about Melissa is the way she shares stories to make things understandable and meaningful. So if you're looking to have somebody take a look at your branding, your marketing, your social media, highly recommend Melissa and Alicia Creative Solutions. So welcome back, Jay. So in the middle of a global pandemic, to have the carpet pulled out from underneath not only your feet, but your partner's feet and her business as well. Um, and the fact that she made that comment because she's a maritime, we're thinking, yeah, he'll never say. And when you tell us, let's say again, bring us back to that moment, because that was really fun. You're ha sitting there and having the conversation. Yeah. Sitting there and yeah, and and um and uh, yeah, she's like, yeah, one was from Nova Scotia and, and completely, you know, uh, fi figuring I'd just kind of give her a look and roll my eyes and move on. And I just, uh, yeah, I stopped and I said, yes, let's go. She's yeah. like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's do it. You just um, made a Maritimer really happy, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, uh, we, uh, we started looking for a place and uh, found, found somewhere in Dartmouth. Um, We've actually settled into speaking of community, another lovely community uh, here in Dartmouth, and uh, we packed everything up uh, at the end of September. Uh, drove over here, and about half past midnight on October first, uh, showed up and 
blew up the air mattresses and spent our first night in Nova Scotia. Wow. And so that's pretty courageous to pick up a business, your life, your partner and her business, and bring it to Nova Scotia. So when did the reality set in of, oh my goodness? <laughs> um, uh, it's, I don't know, still set, setting in. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I, I will say that um, one of the, one of the things that, um, one of the silver linings that's come out of this global tragedy for me personally is that it, um, it gave me time to stop and reflect and refocus and really um, decide what it was that I wanted to do. It's, it's, you know, when you're constantly busy, it's a bit of a double-edged sword because great, you're constantly busy, but uh, on the other side of that, there, there's no real time to or opportunity to stop and change and, and redo. And so, um, so yeah. So it, uh, you know, in the the few months that we've been here, and and um, and with the couple lockdowns that we've been through since we've been here, um, it it really has given us both a, a chance to to refocus. And you know, what I realized is that um, I really, really love uh photographing headshots um it, it there's a there, there's the science and the, the technique behind it and there's you know there there's a certain skill that one can learn um but for me it was it's really the the, the connection it's having somebody you know in my studio in front of my camera and just connecting with them and and talking to them and and uh, and i love seeing the the transition from people coming in and and wide-eyed and oh my god you're pointing a camera at me to when when they forget that there's a camera there and and they're just being themselves and we're just talking and that that for me is is the most rewarding you know to see the look on their face when they're when they're looking at these images and like oh my god that's me yeah well let me tell you what i've learned from you jay in the short period of time that i've known you is number one a professional headshot paramount and i'll give you an example i have a friend and very attractive woman and doesn't like having her picture taken she needs to meet jay um and the photograph on her business card is got to be 12 years old oh, yeah. and something you said to me about well tell them about the picture they see and then the person they meet right um yeah i uh so the the person in the photo has to be the person walking into the room or logging on to Zoom as it is these days. Because um, if not, there's an immediate disconnect. Uh, and and uh, my, I, I sort of take it back to my experiences first with uh, in, in, in the acting world. Um, when I was casting shows that I was directing, you know, if somebody came in and didn't match the person who we thought they were in the photograph, uh, it really didn't matter what they did. It was 99% of the time they just went into the no pile because the person walking in the door was not the person that we thought we were bringing in. Uh, and, and it felt like they misrepresented themselves. Uh, exactly. And so there was an immediate disconnect, right? So everything from there is an uphill climb. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, for anyone that's ever done any online dating, right? There's the, you know, you meet someone and you're like, oh, good, you look like your photo, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. And that's a worry because if if they don't, if, it feels kind of like you're starting from scratch and and you now have an uphill climb. So, um, so in business, like if if the person walking in the room is, you know, 
the, the, the person maybe 15 years after the photo I saw was taken. Um, you know, it's, it's not about them being older or younger or looking better. It, it doesn't matter. It's the fact that, um, that I saw a photo and had that interaction online with that photo, essentially, and, and got an impression of who the person was, whether it's conscious or not. And then when the person comes in, it's like something just feels wrong and something feels off right from the yeah. beginning. Well, you start to trust that intuition of, hmm, who is this person? But you know, the other thing that you've taught me, Jay, because now I really notice it, how many companies, especially if they're larger companies, and they have photo of staff and none of them are consistent. Talk about mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, uh, and there, there's, I won't, I won't single anyone out, but there's some industries that are more guilty of this than others. Um, you look at the, you know, about us, meet the team and, Every photo is different. You've got uh, some professional headshots. You've got some selfie snapshots. You've got some that look like they're at least 10 years old, uh, some that are horizontal, some that are vertical, uh, different color grade. Like it, it looks like a bunch of people who work independently, who happen to be working under, you know, the banner of a company, as opposed to looking like a team that's there for you. Yeah. And I got to tell you, there are so many businesses out there, websites, that it's like, oh my goodness. And same thing. It's like the difference between using stock photography or actually having a professional come in and you get to use what's yours as opposed to borrowing somebody else's image. Absolutely. Do you want to speak to that? Um, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, there are, there are some amazing branding photographers um, who... Uh, you know, that's what they specialize in. Um, and um, and I guess uh, it's one of those um, maybe misconceptions about photography I can speak to. It's that photographers also specialize. You know, um, just because somebody has a camera doesn't mean that they're amazing at everything. You know, I, like, I'm a headshot photographer. I shot the odd wedding. I'm not fantastic about it. I'm more than happy to refer someone to a wedding photographer if that's what they're asking me. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and there's some amazing branding photographers in, you know, in and around Nova Scotia that I've, I've been able to work with and that I've referred business to. Um, so, uh, but, but, but yeah, but having something that is, is yours, as opposed to a stock photo that somebody can just do a Google image search for, or, you know, if you see, if you start to see the same photos on multiple websites, um, then, that sense of authenticity and and even individuality of the business is just kind of gone. Yeah. Well, and, and it, let's say again, the team, the individual headshots, having that authentic, and your your way of doing things. Just I find it they're very powerful. That it really gives whoever's looking at that that you're a confident person. And I think that's part of the magic of what you do behind the camera is you get them so comfortable with your process that they, they really don't look like a portrait. They, they just look like a human being. Which is, thank you, which is exactly the, the, the objective. And, and I mean, you know, I do a few things. One is I'm a big cheese ball. So I will crack a whole bunch of dad jokes until somebody smiles. I have no problem with that. I did it. For, I, I did it to, to get a good photo of the premiere. I have no problem doing it for anyone else. Yeah. Um, um, and 
one of the things that I do is, is actually probably the most useful um, and helpful co coaching tool that I ever came across in photography is, um, for headshots anyway, is I shoot with my camera tethered to my computer. And then I set up an external monitor beside where the person's standing, which means that when you come in and you're getting your photos taken, you see the images right as they're taken. Um, so you know, you, you get to see what you look like and you get to see, you know, why I'm, I'm asking you to, to hold your head this way or, or turn or, or move your arms or, you know, whatever it is. So, um, so I, I, you know, I, I feel that 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 involves people in the process more. And when, when you're involved in the process, you're, you're a part of it. You're not thinking about it because you're experiencing it. Um, so that's been, I mean, that's been a huge help is, is having that there and, and, you know, just being able to show someone like the difference between two photos when like they're holding their head here versus holding their head here and, you know, what that makes. Um, Cause it gives people the, um, it lets people into my world. So you can see what I see through the, you know, through the camera lens. Yeah. Um, and it's not one of those, uh, well, in a week I'll get some photos back and hopefully I like some of what's taken because I have no idea. So um, yeah, it's that, you know, involve me and I understand um, uh, sort of idea. Uh, idea. Excellent. And so I know I've seen some pictures you did of a dance troupe that were phenomenal. So speak to, let's say, any local dance academies and um, some tips on how they could likely improve. Because I go with my friend's daughter to a dance academy and they have some beautiful pictures on the wall, but you kind of go, mm, take that up an extra notch because it certainly makes your dance academy look like up an extra notch. Um, I think with, with dance, um, I absolutely have the uh, advantage of having, you know, like studied music, um, of having been a performer, of having worked with and done lighting for countless dance shows. Um, so I, I, I really, I have a sense of it. Like I, you know, I have a sense of the music and, and, and I can follow along with that. Um, I get a sense of, you know, when something is, is likely to happen. I mean, I still shoot, you know, hundreds of photos for, for any given dance piece. Um, uh, but I, I, you know, I, I really, I guess I try and become almost a, a part of the performance. Um, you know, I mean, unseen by the audience and out of the way, the dancers and all that, but, uh, but I really try and, and capture the, the story. Um, and again, it, it, it all comes back to storytelling, you know, um, all, all art is storytelling, you know, dance is storytelling, theater is storytelling, um, um, painting, sculpture, photography, right? It's all about telling a story. Um, and, uh, you know, my, for, for production photography, um, you know, what a teacher of mine taught me is, uh, is that somebody should be able to look at that photo, that, that snapshot, and get, get the story of what's going on, you know, at least get some sense of, of what this piece or what this scene or, or movement is about. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I think that's, you know, that, that's, that's really the, the, the thing with, with dance and I mean, in the theater as well. Uh, and uh, I find it, it's, it's helpful to, when I, I, I find I get uh, stronger photos of dance when there's uh, any kind of an audience there. 
because um, the performers seem to turn it up a little bit, right? When they know that, like, there's more at stake when they know that there's someone watching. Exactly. Right? Well, and, and the fact that, let's say, for, let's say, dance or, or corporate, because you just did a big thing for the Chamber of Commerce. So you can integrate both. You can do the live streaming, which is going to be obviously a platform for many conferences and events that, yes, some people can come in person. But if we could also offer a wider reach to also online, because you love doing that, too, don't you? Yeah, so live streaming was uh, a thing that uh, it came uh, came about because of the pandemic, and it was again through a through a connection that I uh, I'd made through a dance show I was working on, um, uh, and uh, the production manager asked me, um, "Hey, I've got a friend who's getting married, and she's thinking of live streaming her wedding because she can't have people there. Uh, is that something that you do?" And I thought, "Well, yeah, I've I've done this stuff for corporate AV for ages, and." great, now I can use some of this gear that I've got that's been sitting collecting dust for a little bit. Uh, and so, yeah, I went, um, showed up with a couple cameras and some microphones and uh, and live streamed the wedding and, and everyone loved it because they were able to hear everything and see everything, uh, you know, without, without having to strain and without like grainy cell phone kind of images and, uh, and that, that kind of morphed into another. Um, and then when I came over here, uh, it was something that I decided I, I really enjoyed and really wanted to, to continue. So I started offering uh, live stream services, mostly for, for weddings. Um, but I mean, it's it's the same kind of principle for any, any small event, um, you know, uh, a, a couple of high quality cameras, microphones for everyone, um, uh, I do live audio and video switching, and uh, I, I I do my best to, uh, I guess, give people the, the sense of, of being there, uh, exactly. you know, so that they're not missing out on anything. And, and w there was one wedding that I worked where the bride's entire family was uh, in England and obviously wasn't able to travel because of the pandemic. So we had a, a projector and a screen set up and, and the, they were able to give their speeches um, over over Zoom from England and have everybody in attendance see and hear. Wow. And then the very best part, all taped. A treasure for everybody. Yeah, yeah, wow. uh, exactly. I, mean, I record the, the whole broadcast so yep. so that um, the you know they can share that with, with family and friends and you know they have that that little keepsake to to you know that memory that they can watch again and again when they want to. Well, and I'll give you an example. I used to attend a conference every year, and there was usually about 15,000 people there, and that was usually maximum capacity. I mean, there are very few places in North America that can get many more than, than that people all in one place. Mm -hmm. And so when you've got an organization, let's say the company I work for likely had a sales force in the North America of six or 700,000 people. And to only be able to have 15 people come, I, I truly believe that live streaming, I know technologies, but what a difference that would have made for the rest of their sales force to be able to log in and, and feel like you're a part of it. Can you, can you imagine that right now after a year and a half of pandemic, 15,000 people all in the, same, well, in the same space? Number one, and let me tell you, that was jam-packed. There's no, yeah. no way you'd get 15,000 in um, with, you know, sitting six feet apart. <laughs> but, you know, and are we, are we ever going to go back? And if some people, you know, just may ne not be comfortable.
we can provide options. Yeah, um, I think that, um, and and I think people are are starting to realize this more and more as uh, as things like Zoom is becoming more and more a part of everyone's everyday life. Um, the technology is now it's not only here but it's it's accessible and it's become a part of people's lives and, and we're used to it and. I mean, are most people chomping at the bit to get back out and meet people in person and, and have that, you know, because like nothing's going to replace that in-person networking. Absolutely nothing. However, um, does this also give options for people who might not have had the opportunity to attend? Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, for some people, it's, you know, it, it, it means that they don't have to figure out how to deal with childcare and accommodations and travel and, you know, and they're still able to be there for their family, but at the same time, um, be there for, for, for the event. So I think this, um, this hybrid model of live events going forward is what we're going to see. And I, and, and I, I don't think things are ever going to go back to the way they were, nor, nor should they. I mean, we've, we've had all these um, advances and, uh, and, you know, I, I've, I mentioned this before, like most of the advances I find, I feel that we've had over the course of the pandemic have been in ways of enabling people to connect. Right. So, I mean, it really shows how important connection is to, yeah. to, to human beings. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't see, I don't see, um, th uh, that taking away one extra method of connecting is going to happen. I think that's going to be integrated into events going forward. Exactly. Oh no. Again, the more options there are, the more opportunities. Um, and same thing. I, I would love to sit in on, um, you know, some musicians' concerts. But the idea of fifty thousand people was the biggest reason why I likely wouldn't have gone. Mm -hmm. And again, if we talk a revenue stream for for artists, because we need to support them now more than ever, that if you know, they can get back to face-to-face, -to -face, wonderful. But if you can live stream that and somebody who doesn't have the resources to hop on the plane and, and again, um, pay a smaller fee. But, you know, again, when you watch something that big, you know, it's like watching a soccer game at home. My nine-year-old godson, you'd think he was there. He's that excited to watch it with his dad on TV. I mean, so when you can't be there in person, thank goodness we have these options and, and i think it's it's um opened up a um a world of, of extra possibilities for smaller uh, artists for independent artists right um that uh, you know they're not dependent on the 50 people that can fit into the venue that they're playing right that they can they can do this this live stream and and you know it's another way to reach your audience and it's another you know revenue stream with with having you know um paid tickets for for events that way um so yeah i, I think uh, you know as as much as the, as the technology has has grown by leaps and bounds i i think we're nowhere near where it's going to go yeah exactly and then here's the other thing um we've got lots of people listening in that want some networking tips so here's jay leaving toronto with his partner coming to nova scotia where he's never lived before and how do because you're making connections, Jay? You are a connector, that's for sure. So give these people some tips on holy mackerel. How do I meet people um, my, in a global pandemic? <laughs> uh, I, I'd say my my biggest sort of all-encompassing uh, tip would be to 
get involved with communities and get connected to communities. I mean, uh, I got connected with with BNI, and and that's uh, you know uh, a huge. I mean, global community, but it but it really connected me to to the people locally that I wanted to meet. Um, I got involved with the with the Chamber of Commerce, and that's a community, um, and that's connecting me to people. And then, you know, through the through the people that I I meet in those communities, I will make connections to to other communities, like you know, into the arts, into the corporate um, world, into uh, I mean, who knows? But um, uh, but yeah, uh, it, it's you know, get like get get connected to communities, but also get involved in those communities because. Um, remember that a community is it's not a label it's it's people that have come together for for you know common cause or purpose or you know what have you so um you know, you're not going to be best friends with everybody that you meet in every community nor should you be expected to but um but really you know nurture those those few connections that that really really speak to you and and um see where it takes you Exactly. Human connection. I always say, if you can find something that you have in common and start a conversation, eventually business is going to happen. But Absolutely. it's nice, yeah, exactly, to like that person first and have something in common. And so uh, highly recommend Jay Fisher, Capture It Photography. Take a long, hard look at that headshot. And is it really representing you as best as it could? And more important, if you're a company, is that team looking cohesive? And so tell them about the incredible thing that you're doing with Make-A-Wish, because Jay, yes. that also speaks to me that you really have givers gain heart. Um, so Make-A-Wish um, is a, for those that, that don't know, is a, a, an amazing organization that grants wishes to, um, to uh, children who have been diagnosed with um, I mean, some debilitating and sometimes terminal um, illnesses, uh, and they they really uh, ignite a spark of hope in in these children and and in their family and in their community. Uh, and so, uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, meet one of the um, the local directors of Make a Wish through uh, BNI, and um, for for the the for twenty twenty one. Uh, I'm donating a portion of all headshot and portrait fees to Make-A-Wish. Uh, and it's just a way that I can give back a little bit to the to the community and, and support an amazing cause and try and help in, in my small way, you know, bring a little bit of joy to people in, in these dark times. Excellent. And that is an amazing organization. And you can imagine that COVID's had a huge effect on many charities, but especially Make-A-Wish, because many times it was travel, but now they've pivoted to, you know, doing things in people's homes, like a 15-year-old um, who's had his third battle with cancer. Um, they made... Um, virtual reality cave in the basement for he and yeah. his buddies. And one of our IT people, Scott from PC Wizard, went in and set it up and he and his uh, coworker, just you would have thought they were the kids that were getting this amazing um, thing done. So, you know, we got to pat our... Pat, pat on the back, make a wish for what they've done. And Jay, for, for sponsorship like you're, you're doing to help them. So yes, if you're a company and you need headshots, book uh, Jay because you're doing a good deed. Not only is your website uh, going to look a whole lot better, but also the fact that 
uh, he donates a portion of that to make a wish. And uh, yeah. and I would, um, you know, uh, if for any companies that I do work with, um, I I put it out there that if if you or any of your um, employees or team members want to add to that donation, then um, you know we can make more of an impact with with every headshot session. Exactly. So any last minute things for people about networking, Jay? Because again, you picked up your life, moved it here, and you're making inroads in a clicky little place. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th I think uh, as, as cliched and, as it might sound, um, just be you, be yourself. Uh, you know, like the, the, the person in the photo should be the same person in, you know, in the online meeting should be the same person that people meet in person. Um, uh, that's, that's what I, you know, that's what I work to, to get out of um, the, the people that I work with. And, and that's the, the philosophy that I follow because um, people might be, you know, momentarily uh, impressed or interested by uh, accomplishments and titles and this and that, but they connect to you, to, to who you are. Exactly. So thanks for listening to Network Equals Net Worth. Um, Love having Jay Fisher from Capture It Photography here. I bet you've got a story to tell and we would love to share it. So you have a fantastic day. Thanks so much for listening. What you like best about today's conversations and the connections that lead to miraculous outcomes. Leave a review. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to share your story too. So why not touch base with Delene Allen on Instagram and we'll keep the conversations going. <laughs>